hope my piss gets <laughs> Back to the Elder Emo Podcast, where we discuss all things pop, punk, emo, post-hardcore, the broader punk scene, and everything in between, as well as play some of our favorite jams for you, mostly from the 2000s. Today on episode 2, host Zach and I will be discussing the new Machine Gun Kelly album and a whole lot more. Well, if these episodes seem a little confusing and jumbled up, that's because they are. But don't worry, episode 3 is going to be just as confusing, but I will go into detail and explain what's going on and what to expect from the podcast moving forward. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. Uh, this is like the mood right here. The mood, this is bro. The vibe. Okay, so the vibe right here is we've got each a nice big old mug of coffee, each a nice social cold hour. social hour brew. We got our nice handy bottle of water, sponsored by Aquafina. And then just to keep our heads above the water and to you know stay a little bit cracked, we got our G Fuel, sponsored by G Fuel. And we got the Hawk and Hatchet campfire candle oh, going. Oh, dude. We got a window open letting the natural light and sound in. 
I'm at peace. This is this is the happiest I've been since Vietnam. This is this is a, definitely how elderly emo folk should yeah. should uh, spend most of their time. Absolutely. This uh, is this is a good balance. I like this. This is this is this is it. This is elder emo retirement home right here. Absolutely. This, this is, is how every elder emo should uh, spend their lives. This is where we tell our grandchildren about the warp tour. The warp tour. Oh, it was it was a festival, and there were nine stages. That's and there okay, was, Grandpa. And there Take was your like medication. fifty bands yeah. in one day, and all you had to pay was forty dollars. <laughs> Bring me the Horizon plate for thirty minutes. <laughs> That's nice, Grandpa. Take your medication. Time for bed. <laughs> oh, I oh. saw Simple Plan. <laughs> <laughs> I saw issues before the 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 thing happened. <laughs> <laughs> I saw abandon all ships when people cared. <laughs> Kids these days will never understand. Yeah, parents just don't understand either, so it's okay. Oh. We're caught in that weird time in our lives where parents still don't understand. Yeah, but like we're the parents that don't understand, also. Yeah, I'm brand new parent over Zach here. Zach is literally a parent. Just had a baby two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Cute little booger. Yeah, she's tiny, man. Little. She's, she's tiny. Dude, she's she's perfect. I love her. She pisses me off, but I'm <laughs> guessing that's just parenthood. Yeah. If your kid doesn't piss you off, then they're not doing something right. Yeah, something ain't right. Yeah. And I mean, she's two weeks in and already pissing me off. I can only imagine how... how uh, just wait till she's 16. Oh, dude. Don't, <laughs> don't do that to me right now. As long as you, as long as you show her the way, you know? If she's seen all the Marvel movies by the time she's 16, and if she's listening to the right music, then you're going to have a good kid. Aren't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. We've already been, you know. And, you know, teach her to be a good citizen, go to church, all that stuff. But, you know. Well, we've been educating her <laughs> as much as you can with a two-week-old. <laughs> yeah. Remember, if you don't take your cart back to the cart barn, you're a piece of crap. Yep. That's the first lesson. It says a lot about a person if they just leave their cart just chilling next yeah. to the car. You know, it's it's kind of weird how like you can tell a lot by a person just from something so so simple like that. But like it's like, dude, take your cart back to the little cart guard. It may be like five yeah. parking spaces away, but don't just leave it blocking the parking spot. You know. Yeah. What's interesting to me about that though is I have all of the makings to be the person to leave the cart. But it's things like that that you just said that make me go put my card up. Yeah. I don't want someone to judge me. Exactly. Like, it, it, yeah, I want to put it up because I'm not a dick. But at the same time, it's like... This ain't my job. I'm more, yeah, I'm more worried about people judging me for not putting it up, honestly. <laughs> like, that's my motivation is I just want to look like a good citizen. So there you have it. I'm, we're, we're good I'm citizens. Fraud. You're a good citizen for the most part. I try. Try harder. <laughs> I'm a law-abiding citizen until I get on the highway. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, this is nice. I just I can't get over how like good I feel right now. Like this is this is quite lovely. Yeah, I'm in a very very nice state of mind right now. I was in a really terrible mindset for about three four days. Oh yeah. Yeah, because. When she was in labor, she was in labor for 72 hours. 
Hey, yeah, that's that's what she was telling me. I was like, golly. Yeah, dude. Like, she started having contractions about four minutes apart. <sighs> like, Tuesday night. And we had the baby mm. Friday night. So, Dang. yeah. So, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's three days, dude. Golly. Yeah. So, it, it was a process. And, like, me... I'm I'm over here like throughout the whole pregnancy it kind of like never hit me like oh my god I'm having a baby you know uh-huh. didn't really know how to feel how to react you know because that's just one of those like it's a very unique situation to be put in yeah well and they, they always say like you never really know what you're doing until it happens yeah like and you can do all the preparation in the world that but. that's the best advice i've ever gotten dude because the whole thing i was just like we'll be all right you know i didn't really look up anything about child care or anything i was just like i feel like we'll do good you know yeah. i was raised well enough by a single mom you know so i mean how bad can i do yeah. um, as but long no as she's- it, it was the the process like she was in labor and she was over here in like excruciating pain and me, I'm trying to not freak out throughout this whole thing. And um, so internally, I'm a freaking mess, dude. Like, I am I am losing it on the inside. Like, I'm freaking out. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to comfort her while she's in excruciating pain. But, like, how much can I actually comfort her when I'm not in pain? Yeah. You know? And I because she's in so much pain and she's like going through this like process that only a woman can do by the mm-hmm. way dude i would have tapped out like 24 hours in oh yeah I'm just saying like i would have i i couldn't have made it i don't think any guy would be able to do it like yeah. women are built different dude like absolutely <laughs> like i've always respected women but like i've got a newfound respect for women after going through this yeah um but yeah, like it's just hard for me not to freak out because if I freak out, then she freaks out, and that makes it a lot more stressful on her and on the child, on the baby. Yeah. Uh. So like after it was all said and done, and the baby came out, dude, I just lost it. Like I let everything go. Like I was an emotional wreck, <laughs> yeah. dude. I was bawling. I was happy. I was sad. I was scared. I was, I was panicking. Uh-huh. Like had more than a few panic attacks, and at the same time, I'm sleep deprived because. Throughout that whole process, I've only had about maybe four hours of sleep. Yeah. Maybe. And that was just from my body just shutting down on me. Like, I wasn't aware that I went to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't aware of how long I was asleep. I just woke up and it's just like, oh, crap. Yeah. Like, oh, here I am. Yeah, dude. Like, it was, it was, it was, I just broke down after it was all said and done. We got to calm down. Still didn't get any sleep hardly at all until we got home. Oh, yeah. And at that point, uh, she made me sleep because <laughs> I let her sleep for a good while um, while I stayed up. And I was trying to keep myself awake. Like, I was splashing cold water on my face. I was doing, like, push-ups. I was stretching. <laughs> I was sitting upright, uh, you know, having the cold air blow in my face, yeah. you know, trying to stay awake. And then when, I, when she finally woke up enough to be aware... And I finally like calmed down. I finally hit the bed and went to sleep. And I was at, she let me sleep for like six, seven hours. Uh-huh. And I was a little mad because I told her to wake me up in three hours. You know, I was like, when the baby needs care again, wake me up. And she didn't wake me up. She just let me sleep. Dang, that's that's kind of nice. So much though, right? lo- like, much love to my wife for allowing me to get some rest too. Yeah, because, well, and, and that's good. Like it's she that tells you that she's 
not just like, why aren't you helping me? Yeah. It's like, it's like, no, you need sleep. Cause you could literally die trying to help me if you don't freaking sleep, you know? So that, that's nice. That's, it's good that like, I think it's good that you got all of that. Like the emotions when it was finally said and done and all of it, like, you know, I don't know what it's like to have a kid or anything, but I can imagine, you know, it's, it's healthy to let it all out and it's healthy to sleep. Like, yeah. So it's all, it's all for your good, you know? And oh yeah. That's, that's good. And the baby came out all right. She's Baby's good healthy, and healthy. Man. Mama's healthy. That's awesome. We're yeah. all we're all good, man. Absolutely. And I'm, you know, at a point, you know, it's been two weeks since, you know, she came out. So, you know, we're I'm at a point now where I'm comfortable now. Like she like babies are scary, dude, because like when you're asleep, when they're asleep, you're like, oh my God, because like they make these noises that make you like question. Yeah. And then there's sometimes where they're so peaceful that it looks like they're not breathing. It looks like oh, they're yeah. dead. So you're like, hey, dude, I know even just Loki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even even just at your house earlier, like when she finally fell asleep in the in the thing, I was like, you is your baby OK? Yeah. Like she's been crying this whole time. And now all of a sudden yep. she's as still as like even me, like not even the parent. I'm like, what? She okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's, that's a thing. And like, yeah. I've, we've, we've gotten used to it. So now we're like, all right, when she's sleeping, we're sleeping. Yeah. Like I was worried. Like I thought one of us had to be awake while she was sleeping the entire time. No, yeah. when that baby sleeps, get some sleep. Cause oh, yeah. she's going to wake up screaming in a couple hours and, and you you're going to be sleeping. And you're ain't yeah. gonna, you ain't going to be sleeping. So you need to get as much sleep as you can. Absolutely. It's been, it's been a blessing though, man. Like we're so blessed. We're so thankful. We're like, everybody's been helping us out, you know, making sure we're okay. Yeah. And honestly, dude, I couldn't, I cannot be more thankful to everybody who's helped us and been with us through this whole thing. Because like, I don't know what we would have done if we didn't have anybody and we were trying to do this all by ourselves. Oh yeah. Like, you know, we've had like my cousin just recently had a kid and she's, you know, she's been helping us, you know, she's uh-huh. like, yeah, no, this happens, you know, like, it's okay. We kind of freaked out too, but don't, you don't need to freak out. It's all right. And I'm like, all right, cool. That kind of makes me feel a lot better, you know? And they're like, no, dude, you're doing great. You're doing yeah. fantastic. And that makes me feel so good. I'm just like, wow. Um, yeah. Just that reassurance, like someone who's that many more steps. Ahead yeah. Of you, and everybody, like, no, you're good. everybody's like, no, dude, you're, you're doing great. You're yeah. doing fantastic. You know, and we're just like, literally, it's literally the, the worst part about it is the fact that you have to make sure they're awake and eating every two to three hours. Because yeah. sometimes they'll, when they're new, they'll sleep, mm-hmm. dude. Like she was asleep for like a solid four hours one night. And I was like, I woke Chelsea up and I was like, should we wake her up to eat? Because like, she's been asleep for yeah. like four hours. Yeah. yeah. And you know, when they're that little they've got to eat frequently because their mm. stomachs are so small. So like they only take in a certain amount, but they need more uh, yeah, very yeah. soon because their stomachs are really small. So it's like, it's literally all you got to do is feed them, change them, clean them up, put them to bed. Yeah. It's, it's simple, but it's hard. This is like being a father is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. <laughs> I imagine. And I've had to do some hard stuff in my life, bro. Yeah. This is yeah, next like, level. Like host a radio show and a podcast. <laughs> fatherhood is right there, though. Like, oh, man. Podcast might be a little bit harder, but... A little bit. <laughs> just a nudge. Just a nudge. Yeah. 
That's awesome though. That's that's good. Yeah, I do I'm that. always I'm always happy. Like, you know, there's always that part of me that's like, you know, every, oh, it seems like everybody I know is married. Now everybody I know has kids, and I'm still not even married. But at the same time, I'm like grateful for it because when I get to that point, I have so many people who can kind of guide me through the yep. storm. Yep. Because it's like you know, I don't know what it's like to be married. I don't know what it's like to have a kid. Yep. But now everybody's married and has kids, and I can just be like, yo. How, how, how does this work? <laughs> how you do this, man? Yeah. <laughs> like, how, how to life? <laughs> Everybody goes at their own pace, too, yeah. man. It's, it's, I can say, though, man, I'm loving being a father. It's, like, such a such a surreal experience. And oh, yeah. two weeks in, and it, I don't think it, it still hasn't fully hit me that, you know, I'm I'm a father now, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I'm I'm a dad. Like, like you're your dad. Yeah. What, you're dr- literally right now drinking a beer, mm-hmm. <laughs> having like the old man experience you're, you're you're full dad mode right now oh yeah 100 percent. and you know and i I'm, I'm loving the fact that i'm actually you know my wife say, said go ahead and go do this have a little bit of fun yeah and you know it's just it's one of those things where like i want to do it but i don't want to because i want to be there but yeah Cause I want to be helpful, man. I want to be there. I want to help through all the processes. I want to, I want to change the dirty diapers. I want to give her her baths. I want to, you know, smother her in love, man. It's just, it's crazy. Like the mindset is totally different now. Like life is about to change dramatically. Like my whole life up until this point has been nothing compared to what I'm about to have to go through. Like this oh, yeah. is going to be like constant worry. You know, even now we're sitting here, I'm trying to enjoy myself and I am, but at the same time, I'm like, it's always in the back of your mind. Like, they're is okay? She okay. Like, yeah. is she okay? You know, it's, it's surreal, yeah. man. This is crazy. I totally get it. But ta- talking about life and, you know, babies and kids and stuff, I think I've got the perfect song to play to start off the music. Let's go. Let me hear it. I want jam. Let's get some jams going. We need some vibes. Let's go. All right. I woke up at was seven. I waited till eleven just to figure out that no one would call. I think I've got a lot of friends, but I don't hear from them. What's another night all alone? When you're spending every day on your own, and here it goes. I'm just a
I still feel like I'm just a kid and life is a nightmare. But now I'm a dad and life is a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a dad and life is a nightmare. (laughs) That was Concert for Aliens by the one, the only 32-year-old emo kid, Machine Gun Kelly. Before that was the song I'm Just a Kid by Simple Plan. Yes. Which is uh, what we've been talking about. We're just kids, even though I'm 30, you're 27. I was going to say 28. Wow. You're a dad. I just assumed you were old, you know, but. Yeah, not, not, not. I feel like I'm not quite old yet, but I'm on the verge. Yeah. Oh, dude. Once you turn 30, like your hips are going to hurt every day. Oh, dude. My back already hurts on a consistent basis. Why did I say consistent like that? Consistent basis. Consistent. Consistent basis. I got to emphasize it's consistent because it's always in my back. Yeah. Always in my back. And my it's back a con. Hurts. It's not a pro. No, it's definitely yeah. a con. It hurts me <laughs> tremendously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like right now, it's not bothering me, but I guarantee you later on, I'm going to lay down in bed and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. it's just my back. Oh, dude. dude, and like you turn 30 and then after one beer, like you just want to go to bed. Like, I don't want to go to bed. I have one beer. I'd like another. Another. You're not 30 yet. I'm almost there. Once you turn 30. I like, feel like I'm a dad now, so I should be officially considered 30. I just aged like... I don't think I, that's how that I, works. I, I aged three years already, bro. So, some people have babies at like 15. I don't think that's how that works. Well, they're 15. I'm 27. I've already got some adult adultness in me, so... Do you, though? You are doing a podcast talking about emo music. Bro, it's not just a phase. Well, it's not. We're just forever young. When we were young, we're still young. We're not the killers over here, all right? Forever Young, When We Were Young, Die Young. Think of some other song titles with Young. Um, young Bloods, The Amity Affliction. We're not a metal show, though, so we can't talk about that. Metal is considered emo, to an extent. Right? Like, we're still listening to metal. Right? Are we? Yeah. I listen to metal. Oh, Actually, there is an album that I have not yet to listen to that I'd like to listen to a little bit of later on. I take it it's in the metalcore category? Category, but yes and no. It's a reimagined metalcore album, which I'm excited to listen to. Who reimagined an album? You'll find out. Oh, we'll talk about it. Oh, that's what I forgot to do. Yeah. Well, you did one and I did one, so that's double the trouble. So double the crack, double the goodness. Cheers. Cheers. That we didn't even touch tips. There you we can't go. hear it because it's not glass. We're 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 You know we're, what? We're savages and we're drinking out of aluminum cans. There you go. That's ceramic. That doesn't count. It was louder. It was louder, but like does it really count? Louder with Crowder, Steven Crowder. That's coffee. What is a woman? A very strong individual who handles immense pain <laughs> that I could never go through. I need to, I need to stop leaning in my right wingness here. You have wings? Let me see them. I spread my wings. I learned to fly. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I can fly. Isn't that by seal? Yes. That old school singer. Space Jam. Yeah. 
It's by Space Jam. Yeah, it's by Space Jam. I watched <laughs> that the I other day for the first time in forever, dude. Dude, it's great, it's right? A, it's a timeless classic, honestly, in, in my the, opinion. And the sequel is garbage. I've never even seen it. I haven't it. even seen it yet. But, like, but I don't based think on the trailer, they didn't even They didn't even need to do another one. Everything's being rehashed nowadays. Exactly. And the only thing that they rehash that's any good is the new Scream movie. Not a fan. Never really watched the 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 movies beforehand, so yeah. That's okay. I'm not a big horror movie. The guy only thing I know days. about the new Scream is they promoted it on Call of Duty Warzone, and they uh, oh, because you can play as Ghostface, right? Yeah, and they used the actual voice actor for him in the game. Oh yeah, yeah. It yeah, was actually they did like through. a they did like a whole Halloween event based yeah. off of it. It was actually pretty That's lit. Cool. It was actually pretty lit. Warzone's in a trash spot right now. I switched on to Apex. Apex, I just have a lot more fun on. There's not, there's not as, there's not near as many hackers. Yeah, it's a lot more skill based. You know, I have Apex. Really? I was forced to download it. Like How forced? Quite literally forced. Why? I was ganged up on because Sean, Aaron, and Tristan all play right, and they're like, "Bro, just hop on Apex with us, even if you don't like video games. Like this is." You can just get on the headset, chill with us. I'm like, or you could just come over and we could hang out <laughs> because that's how the real world works. No, it's not. And as somebody who's considering starting a streaming career, it's not. Yeah. Like it's I, a lifestyle, my guy. A, a lifestyle that I am not a part of in any way, shape, well, or form. Well, you've never been a big gamer. Though. Yeah, no. I Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, the remasters are the most recent game I bought. There you go. What was that two years ago almost? something like that yeah but, i mean but so i was forced because they literally downloaded it onto a flash drive and came over here and put it on my xbox you can just download it straight from the app store i'm so confused it's a free game huh yeah it's a free-to-play game i don't know how this works but that's what they did they downloaded it and they brought it over here all right. Well, and they whatever the case, you got it. They, because I'm old, they used old school means to get me the game. <laughs> Dude, how crazy is that that a flash drive is old school? It is pretty crazy. What the heck is life? But that's why a key title to this whole talk show podcast thing we're doing elder, is elder elder because we're old. I remember when they had CDs. Mm. CDs nuts. Ha! Got, Got him. him. We're so old. We remember that. <laughs> that wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> that's Bro. that's still a, a, a constant thing. That Bro, still that pops was, up. That was also like seven years ago. Are you fucking? Was that long ago? Twenty fifteen. I'm pretty sure somewhere what around there. Yeah. I dude. Next year will be my ten year high school anniversary. I oh, know. I just straight up COVID like got me out of that one. The only thing I'm grateful for. During this whole COVID crap, I didn't have to go to a high school reunion because it happened in 2020. <laughs> Thank the Lord. That's right, because when I got into the high school, you were already graduated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, we hung out when you were a senior and I was a freshman. Yeah. I remember. I remember. Uh, I still, I think we've talked about this before we on have. our other show, Awesome Mix Podcast, which you can go check out. It actually is, it's okay, but I like this too. This is fun. Anyway, yeah, no, I, uh, we played a show at the teen center. Uh, Ryan was in our band. Mm-hmm. 
and Ryan's like, hey, this is my friend Zach. And you're like, bro, you guys were awesome. And we're like, oh, we suck, but thanks, man. And then I was like, I'm kind of thirsty. So I walked with you all the stripes. And you're like, bro, let me buy you a Red Bull. And I was like, I like this kid. <laughs> yep, that's how it started. And here we are still pumping ourselves full of caffeine. But now that we're old, we drink a little bit of alcohol too. Oh, yeah. And plenty of water because you need to stay hydrated. Yeah, that's what I've noticed. Like, I drink loads of caffeine, but I drink lots of water along with it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all it is. Like, as long as you're keeping your body hydrated while going through the caffeine, your your body will keep up and your body will oh, be yeah. fine. The caffeine is just to keep you going and keep your mind right, keep you energized, keep you going. The water is to keep you healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you're not drinking water alongside all that caffeine, dude, you're you're screwed. Like your body's gonna like explode on you. Yeah, I've I've seen the uh, ugly side of that a little bit, dude. So there's a they just opened. There's a locally owned gas station in town in Seminole called the corner store Uh and they have two of them, but they just opened like a big truck truck stop right across the street from our office. Oh, and they, so like they make food there too, which is apparently really good. I had a burrito yesterday that was pretty good, but burritos are so good. Dude, dude, it's love burritos. All I have to do is drive across the street and I can get any energy drink. Nice. And that is bad. No, that's good. No, that's bad. No, that's good. That's bad. That's very good. We have a coffee pot constantly brewing coffee in the office. That's good too. And now I literally can just walk and go get like a bang or a Red Bull. And it is terrible because now that I know I can, I want to. Yeah. How's that bad? I shouldn't. It's good. I just shouldn't. You should though. My pre-workout and coffee, that's already like... A thousand milligrams of coffee in one morning or um, caffeine. I I drink Sorry. that and then some probably because I have the three hundred milligram cans of G Fuel and then I have the powder form of G Fuel, which literally you can use an unlimited amount if you want. I use like an an overloaded scoop for my <laughs> an overloaded scoop. So it's a mega scoop. Yeah, basically. So for my for my large shaker, I use a mega scoop, which is, they have the scoop that has like the little cylindrical top to it yeah so it doesn't do splashback but Ooh, there's like a little like that. there's like a little line where it would be like the normal the scoop yeah um and, and i do that, that for my little 16 ounce shakers but when i go for the bigger shakers i like load it up a little bit past the top of the cone and that's what i use for my larger shakers interesting and then some days when i really need an extra kick i do a double scoop of that i, I two just- scoops to the dome bro crazy oh dude it like especially like if you shake it up right afterwards and you just like chug like a good decent bit oh dude like you're immediately like woo, let's go yeah let's handle this i got this no lie i do that with my pre-workout sometimes yeah where i have like the little mountain peak where like here's the top and it gradually goes yep more because i you know i start like i wake up at 4 a.m to work out there you go and so i need that little bit more absolutely jolt me absolutely so i drink it and you know i'm old so i automatically have to use the restroom and have a bowel movement well who doesn't and then i go work out and it's still not enough sometimes sometimes i'm still like like i get done with my workout and i'm in the shower and i'm like jonesing for that cup of coffee well i always take an extra scoop with me to work when i go because i have my initial scoop when i wake up Uh uh-huh 
and I drink that like throughout the first couple of hours of work. And then after that, I use the other scoop and I usually let that ride until the end of my shift. Try to sometimes. Yeah. Other times I'm just like, dude, I'm dying. So I, I chug it faster than I should. But then I immediately go get one of the giant like life water bottles that's got like 32 oh, ounces yeah. or whatever. Keep hydrating. Yeah, and I drink that right afterwards. Like I said, you got to keep water in the balance because when you don't have water in the balance, then you're screwing yourself Mm -hmm. because your body's got all this caffeine that's draining because it literally dehydrates you. Yeah. So like if you don't have the extra water going into your body on top of that. And then when you go pee, you'll know. Oh, dude, like the pees from the G Fuel, no joke. Like I'm in there for at least a solid minute just streaming it and I'm like, damn. Yeah, this morning I had two cups of coffee and I literally only drank enough water to take my vitamins. And I just totally forgot to take water with me on the call I was on. And so I went to use the restroom and I could smell how dehydrated I was. (laughs) Like it smelled like coffee. I love when that's like I love that. That's one of too my much favorite. information, but it's oh my of, god! I feel like we're going way too old on on whoever's listening on this right now. I think we need to kick it up a notch. All right, um, MGK has dropped the, the new album. TikTok, th- this is not for you TikTok kids listening to MGK and Suko and Jaden and all that. This is for the old people. This is the old. I'm talking old like Rites of Spring in the 1980s. Old. We got we got to talk about this new MGK album. MGK did release an album, didn't he? He did. It's called Mainstream Sellout. Mainstream Sellout. And I like. I love that the title. theme. Yeah. I love his whole uh, energy, and I love his whole writing process since he started going with the pop punk thing. Yeah. And we've touched upon this on our other podcast before when he released his first pop punk album. Mm-hmm. But this one takes it up a notch, in my opinion. Um, really, really, really good stuff. Um, he said some he's he said some su- subjective things, like how he single handedly revived rock. Um, yeah, I agree to that to a certain extent because. Since he released that pop punk album as a well-known and well-established rap artist, mm-hmm. um, a lot more people and bands and they've yeah, they've kind of there were just more ears and eyes on it. Yes, yeah, um, they've kind of adopted that like old school pop punk emo shtick, and it's worked. And yeah. it's you know he's um, he is arrogant, but dude's talented dude's got a knack for it dude's always been a fan of the genre dude's always wanted to do this Mm -hmm. and i'm so glad that he's finally done it and not only once but now twice yeah and dude and i feel like with this one it was a little bit more because the first one was more or less like let's just do this pop punk thing i've been wanting to do it but this time he kind of like it's I've, like kind of ingrained yes, in who he is. Yeah. It's it's like cuz he's incorporated his like rapping into it as well. And I really I really enjoy that because you're not a fan of his yeah, rap we're stuff. Have differing opinions I on that. love his rap stuff and I love that he's incorporated that into the new stuff. Um, oh yeah. It's fantastic though, man. Like I've I've listened to it a few times. It's kind of been hard to sit back and enjoy with a kid, but yeah, yeah. Um, I have given it a, given it a few few spins, and yeah, I absolutely. I imagine it's kind of awkward holding your baby, being like, "I'm in love with an emo girl." 
Not at all, because she needs to know these things. Oh, there you go. So, well, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. So my initial thoughts are, I don't like it as much as the first pop punk album. Hit the nail on the head with that one. It's it's very formulaic. Yes. Like he found a formula that works and he stuck with it. Yep. Which there's nothing wrong with that. The songs are good. And I feel like there's pop more... punk bands of old did that. Yeah. So but I feel like so the difference between this and that is Simple Plan can release five albums that sound the same. Okay, let's be realistic. They changed their sound a little bit. The first like two or three albums sounded very similar, but they all had very good songs on them. Yes. Whereas for MGK, I feel like this album has less like really standout songs. Agreed. Um, but the songs that stand out really stand out almost more than the songs off of the first album. Yep. I, you know, like you said, I feel like he's really kind of come into his own, like he knows what he's doing. Yep. And he gets help. Like he works with John Feldman. Yep. You know, from Goldfinger and who's produced like every album you've ever listened to. Every pop punk album, every rock album. Collaborates with Mod Sun, who is a pretty well established pop punk artist himself now. Not to mention Travis Barker literally produced the whole album and Well, this is all a part of the Travis Barker cinematic universe. Yes. (laughs) You know, like I like the album a lot. And I love like the title track, Mainstream Sellout. I hate that it's only a minute and a half long. Yeah. I want that song to be the longest song on the album. Agreed. Because it's, I love how, because there are people who absolutely hate MGK. They hate him. But guess what? The very next day after the album dropped, number one on the charts. Well, yeah, because. For good reason. If it's good, it's good. Like, it doesn't matter who you like or dislike. So, I never liked MGK as a rapper. I. You're wrong, but okay was very happy when he switched to pop punk. I was like, okay, this it well, at first I was, you know, I was in the camp of like this is corny, this is going to suck. And then I listened to the first song he dropped and I was like, huh. Like he might be onto something here. And then the album came out and I was like, how is this better than any like actual pop punk band out there right now? So, but also people hate him, I know, because the Eminem stuff. Yep. You know, you're, that's what started the whole flack on MGK was the whole yeah. Eminem rivalry because people all of a sudden cared, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And well, let, yeah, he was just getting by doing his thing, and then all of a sudden, it's let's like, not oh. get this conflicted. Eminem won that. Eminem killed him. Yeah. But the fact of the matter remains that out of all the people that Eminem has ever dissed, they're not doing so well. MGK yeah. has had awards since the feud. Yeah. And it's now got the number one album not even two days in to releasing the album. Well, and people people say that Eminem made him switch No, 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 no. That is a very convoluted and very um, ignorant statement. MGK has always had this ingrained in his DNA, and I know this from being a fan of MGK from very early on in his career. Like, I I know that in his rap albums he's had some more rock influence songs. and he has stated many times before this that he's always wanted to do something like this yeah i feel like the whole eminem thing kind of gave him an opportunity to do this yeah but the thing is he released a rap album 
even after the MGK, the Eminem yeah, feud. Yeah, because uh, the that last the album Oblo. came out before, and that album the... sm- slaps, in my opinion. I love Diablo. It's I love yeah. Bloom. I've only I've only ever heard uh, that song Candy, and it's not bad. It's catchy, but let me just say, as you know, the unpopular person in the room, I don't like Eminem. Never have. Whatever. I I agree. So like, dudes, dudes, the goat. I'll give him that. He, he's good at what he does. Yep. I just rap in general is not anywhere close to my favorite type of music, and I feel like there are people who do it better than Eminem. Crucify me if you want to. I just don't. I don't care. I don't like. I didn't care who won the battle nope. when they were rap battling or whatever. I didn't either because I don't. I didn't like either of them. And then MGK comes out with this album, and that's when I started caring. I'll admit, like, if these were rap albums, I wouldn't be listening to it. We wouldn't be talking about exactly. it. exactly. But I, he's so good at it, and I enjoy his music. It's catchy. It's good. It's simple. It's not trying too hard. It's just. A guy who loves the genre. It's definitely doing not trying spin. too hard. And I think that's what makes it so popular. And I feel like that that's what makes it work. He's just genuinely giving us solid pop punk music. Yeah. Rock for, for music. For the most part. There's a couple of like more rappy songs uh, which on, I do, on this album. Which I do enjoy. I do enjoy that he he's still kind of sticking to his roots of yeah. the rap and kind of incorporating that in now. But that's from me. Who total difference of opinion with you has always loved his rap stuff. Yeah. Some more than other. Just gonna put that out there. Like I'm a fan of a lot of his newer rap stuff as opposed to his mm-hmm. older stuff, but I do like, you know, like a Wild bunch Boy? of his older stuff. Well, Wild yeah. Boy is what got me into him. Well, yeah, that's that was his first big song, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the one that got him like skyrocketed. That's the last rap song I remember from him. If we're being honest. Oh, dude, he's had. But banger since then. So my my thing also is like I know this go around. There are people who hate him for a whole different reason. Yeah. The whole Slipknot thing, and they yeah. were both playing it. For those who may not know, which um, if you're listening to this, you probably do know. Yep. But they were playing at the same time at Riot Fest on different stages. Yep. And Slipknot was louder than MGK, and you could literally hear their set over his in the crowd. And he said, you know, which he shouldn't have, but he said, you know what? I'm glad I'm not. 50 years old wearing a weird mask right now. Yeah. Which I thought was funny because I've always thought Slipknot was corny me too. and mediocre. Me too. Crucify me again if you want to. Eminem and Slipknot are not... Bro, like, I don't like them. I'm sorry. I've and, never, I never really cared for Eminem that much. I never really cared for Slipknot that much. And I'll say, I, Corey Taylor seems like a genuinely cool dude. Yeah. And he's a fantastic singer. Absolutely. But Slipknot is some of the dumbest crap, in my opinion. No offense to any of you hardcore fans out there, but Slipknot is some of the dumbest stuff, in my opinion, because not only are they wearing masks and jumpsuits, and they're jumping around being like, oh, ha, 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 we're so edgy. Like, I just don't like it. Like, new metal, metal, whatever. It's not my thing. You know, one of the things I respect and like like most about MGK... His people are like, f- f- like hating on him so hardcore for his fashion sense. Dude's being genuine to himself. He's not trying to put on a show for anybody else. He's not trying to do like the masks and jumpsuit as like a prop. He's just genuinely like, dude, I like dressing like this. I'm gonna dress like this. I don't give a hell what you say. I might, I might disagree with you on that because I think he's a total tool bag and he's doing it on purpose. Nah, but I so like. 
here's my opinion of MGK as a person. I think everybody's right. He's probably a giant douche. Yep. He's probably a moron. Yep. He's probably an a-hole. And I think he's an attention whore. Yep. But his music's good, so I don't care. I'm not going to ever go hang out with him. Exactly. I'm just going to stream his albums because I like them. So, well, I mean, dude, we still listen to Johnny Craig. Yeah. Think about that. He's a piece of trash, for sure. But, you know, like, I just, I don't disagree when people have critiques about MGK as a person. Like, I think someone needs to slap, his, his parents should have spanked him more as a kid is what I think. That's but, the thing. He really didn't have parents, bro. That explains a lot. He went through it. He like, he went he's he's been through some shit to get so, where he is at right this now. Man may be he 30, has earned the right to act the way he is acting. This man, may but at the same time, he does need to kind of take it down a notch. He may be thirty-two and grew up without mommy and daddy, but someone needs to be daddy right now. <laughs> that sounds weird. I'm going to change that. <laughs> Somebody needs to be. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> MGK needs a daddy. I'm your Huckleberry. Oh no! <laughs> Jesus! Uh, throw but a little tombstone reference up in here. For real, though, somebody needs to be a good mentor. Some John Feldman's old. If he cares about MGK, take that boy out back and spank him. Tell him you're a moron. Like that's what I think. But no, he's but good at his music. John Feldman, I feel like probably just worked with him to work with him. Yeah, well, because John, he's John Feldman, you know, like, if we're being honest, he's probably not the most mature nah, 50-year-old. No, not at all. But, I mean, at the same time, it's like, what's he going to say? What's he going to do? Well, yeah. He's probably experienced way worse than MGK in his career. Oh, yeah. So, well, yeah, people hated Goldfinger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and plus the fact that there's ska music, everybody craps on ska music. Oh, yeah. Like, it's crazy. But, anyway, that's just my initial thoughts. I don't like MGK as a human being, but I don't plan on getting to know him or taking him out to dinner either. So his music's why good. Why do I care? Keeps I like me entertained. I will say, as much as I don't like his rap, uh, what's the "I'll Die in California"? Is that the name of the song? I think so. so. Something like that. That one that's like the most rap song on the album. If you take out the other like guest rappers and just have like the chorus and his rapping, mm-hmm. I actually really like that song. It's really good. But it just leans too much into the rap side once you bring in, like, all these features and stuff for me. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's bringing the rap world into the pop-punk realm because rappers do that a lot. Well, yeah. A lot of their albums, a majority of the songs have features from other rappers. Yeah, and yeah. Other, that's, that's And he how does the rap that even with works. his rock songs. Exactly. Like, you know, bringing Ollie Sykes in for the best song on the album, in my opinion. Agreed. Maybe is definitely my favorite song. That's subjective, but I, I, I don't want it to be my favorite song on the album. We'll talk about that when we play it, but yeah. um, I think... Um, yeah, and he brings in Willow. Yep. Willow Smith has one of the like best voices for pop punk music. Agreed. Like, holy crap, that's, that's surprising. And I've heard some of her songs, and they're really... Like, she has a song with Avril Lavigne that's yep. really good. Um, Which Ian she's, Dior. She's having, she's having a resurgence all of yeah. a sudden. Again, I feel like that has a little bit, scene. a little bit to do with MGK and his and whole, son and John and Feldman exactly. And all, yeah, like, all of them reviving. She just, this. she just got like welcomed into this like yep little like gang of pop punk kids. Exactly. But yeah, all these features are good. Uh-huh. Like Ian Dior, I like Ian Dior a lot. He's he's good. He's good at the pop punk thing when he does it. Yep. He's more of like a pop guy, but still. Um, 
Black Bear, of course, my least favorite song on the album features Black Bear because Agreed. he ruins everything, in my opinion. Agreed. I um, feel like his previous features have been a lot better than the one on this album. He So Black Bear did a song on the new Avril album that actually is one of my favorite songs on that album. But he's my least favorite part of the song. I don't like Black Bear. I don't know what it is. It's not. He's not bad. His I like voice his is features. Good. His sing. His his. I don't voice like his good. solo stuff. Every song he's a part of ends up being like one of my least favorite songs, except for that. Well, that's just because you're close-minded and old. No. Yes. I didn't know Black Bear was on this song when I decided I hated it. Yes, you did. You read. You read the title. Yeah, the full thing didn't scroll across my screen yet. It just said whatever the song's called, "Makeup Sex" or whatever. And you and I heard the first two lines, and I was like, "This is hot garbage." You you hated it because it had Black Bear in it. You're just subjective. and then I saw it had Black Bear, and I was like, "I hate it even more." No, you just saw that it had Black Bear, and you just immediately said, "I hate this" because it had Black Bear on it. Because you're close-minded and old. Moving on. <laughs> I think this is a good spot to play a, a song off of that album. Butterfly effect from the last three days now. Maybe if I had something to save, I used to have a soul until I threw it away. There are shadows on the wall, wish I would have ran. Yeah. Gotta get away, I hope you understand. I try to hide my face like a wanted man. Yeah. Maybe I'll be gone before you count to ten. I made up my mind this evening. I'm taking the last, I'm taking the last. Drink while my conscience eats me.
That was Hallelujah off the new album Voyeurist by Underoath. And yes. before that was the song Maybe off of the album we're talking about today. Mainstream Sellout. By? MGK. Machine Gun. Kelly. I just like making you finish the sentence for me. <laughs> I don't have to do as much work if I just like look at you and only say half of a sentence. Like we're about to start. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction. Talking. <laughs> told me what you were doing i was like no can't do that yeah we're not gonna finish each other's sandwiches (laughs) (laughs) yes you know because germs and all that oh you know covid Mm, yeah bad that's not a thing anymore Mm. yeah this song will probably be very um what's the word i'm looking for here um subjective and very controversial controversial there we go and i think you know what song i'm talking Arousing. about um rousing that's now, the word i was thinking of me i feel like it is purposeful and i feel like it was done in a way to give homage and tribute and to show influence from where he's coming from and where his roots lie um, I love this song. I'm so curious as to what you're talking about. I just, I love it. It, um, it's very, it's a very nice shakeup from everything else that has been going on in the album until this point when it gets played. Um, it's very different. It's very diversified and it stands out from the rest of the album, in my opinion. There's only a couple of songs that do so. But this song in particular really caught my attention when I started hearing it just because of the controversial sound that comes from it. And he's talking, of course, about maybe. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm talking, of course, about Paper Cut. It's controversial. It is very controversial. Now that I said it, you're like, oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about, though. So... Um, it's very controversial based on the fact that he could possibly get lawsuits based off of it. But at the same time, I feel Wait, like... what? Yeah. For what? How? Blatant rip-off. Of... I'm of, so confused. You'll, you'll hear it. Um, 
there's a couple of songs, um, one from Green Day and one I, I want to say from Modest Mouse or it's an, another band. You'll on, know what I'm talking paper about. paper cuts? Yes. What? <laughs> really? Maybe I just haven't paid that much attention. That's not my favorite song. Clearly, it's stretch. one of my favorites. And I didn't like it when it came out as a single last year. It came out as a single? Mm-hmm. So that shows not how much attention I've been paying. Like, not very much. The song I like <laughs> that he put out last year isn't on the freaking album. <laughs> but anyways, it's it's very controversial. Um, he can possibly get lawsuits, but I, he didn't blatantly rip it off. And I feel like it was on purpose. It wasn't unintentional it was it, it was, was very intentional it was a pop punk version of sampling yes um and he, you know he he made it different enough to where it's not a blatant ripoff but i feel yeah. like he did that on purpose to show his influence to show where his roots lie and just to just to know to let people know like yo dude i've 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 been listening to this forever. Like, this is a part of me. This is a part yeah. of who I am. I'm not just some dude that randomly had an emo phase all of a sudden. He's like, I've been emo. Yeah. I just was good at rapping, so I, I was rapping. I was a rapper, but I've always wanted to do this, you know? Interesting. Yes, very interesting. I like it. With it, let's spin it. Bleach my hair, mess it up. Take my life, dress it up, sign the deal. I got paper cuts, they wanted them, but they got us. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Sleeping in, fake sick, smoked a blind. You fucking suck. Hey, hey, keep my mouth shut and wave. Hey, hey, I'm dancing on my grave. Everybody's so
thinking I might go to sleep and then never wake up. I spend a lot of money on these therapy sessions, even though I'm not showing up. I spend a lot of time healing my mind and my heart, but I still put these drugs in my gut. Me and my girl were just screaming at each other right before we both got out of the truck. I got some demons inside. I'm trying to free them aside. I found the clearly need side with the boy you was just starving with you. Now might try to eat you alive. Damn, y'all said that I switch genres. I saw the limit and took it farther. I'm a genius, could have made Donda, but the song is for my damn father. Oh. Very good stuff. Yeah. That is a controversial song, um, I guess. I will... Okay, let's see if I can't find it. It's definitely not my favorite I love MGK it. song. I love it. Okay, so we're going to be... It's not terrible, though. It's a, it's a good song. I like it. I can see how that's a controversial one with the, the uh, songs that it kind of stole from, which we'll play in our next block of songs. Yes. Um, I do like this song because it's kind of an on-the-nose reference to all the criticism against him, which is pretty cool. I like that he addresses that head-on, which is why mainstream sellout, just the title and the song, are so great in my opinion. Leave the scene, you're ruining it. Yes. I like that so much because he's just like, you say I'm ruining this, like, whatever. Like, I'm doing good. Like, I've got the backing of freaking John Feldman, like, and I've Avril Lavigne. Like, Travis Barker is Travis literally drumming and producing my album. Yeah, like... And I'm pretty sure if he didn't like this or didn't care about it, it would not be a thing. Exactly. And, you know, he's got extra cred for... Uh, this is a, a little bonus content for those of you who don't know but you know he collaborates with mod son a lot they're yep. pretty good friends mod son used to be in four letter lie yep and scary kids scaring kids yep so he has got scene cred out the butt yep so there's that and so mgk is he's doing pretty good 100 percent, little person <laughs> <laughs> my my biggest critique about machine gun kelly's music though I agree with people when they say, yeah, but he's 32, you know, or 31 or however old he is. How old's Travis Barker? How old's Mark Hoppus? It, so the difference being they've been kind of forced to stay in that because of how successful Blink-182 is. MGK literally at age 29 decided he's going to join this scene, which I don't see anything wrong with. Where I come into it, like any kind of issue with it, is the lyrics. Like, you're a grown man, and this is what you're singing about. Like, my biggest thing is I want pop punk for 30 year olds, not pop punk for teenagers made by 30 year olds. That being said, I do like some of his lyrics. I don't hate the lyrics to any of his songs. I just, some of them I'm like, well, really? in that sense can kind of relate to it because like we're saying this is the elderly emo yeah you know we're elderly we're 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 elder we're not elderly we're we're getting up this isn't retirement home emo (laughs) not yet wait till we're 40 
Yeah, but anyways, you know, we're we're older, but we still have our issues. There's plenty of people our age that still have issues like this. And well, and it's not thinking about his issues that I take issue with. <laughs> I love that. You got to keep what that. Is, what is happening? <laughs> it's... Jeez. It's the fact... Songs like, like Emo Girl. Yeah. You're 30, and you're about to marry Megan Fox, and you're saying, I'm in love with an emo girl. Bro, we'll Megan, talk about that later, but we want to cover Fox mainstream sellout not, first. Megan Fox is not emo. She she has a bit of scene cred, honestly. Yeah. She was in Jennifer's Body, which yeah. was fully soundtracked by like Panic at the Disco and bands like Even that. Even the first Transformers album had a yeah. uh, Transformers movie had a badass album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And the fact, yeah, she came up in a like a time when this music was pretty good. Um or pretty popular, not pretty good. But I just, bro, I need emo music about being a dad, like, (laughs) or emo music about paying rent. I don't need emo music about that girl that was wearing the short shorts and wouldn't look at you in the movie theater. Like I need pop punk for me. And I know that's selfish because there are a lot of young people probably who love MGK. And well, that's great. We're we're listening to the album and it's pop punk and he's talking about certain things. You're still listening to the album, bro. <laughs> I do. This is You're still liking the album, bro. I like the album. I just it does make don't me be cringe. Selfish, bro. It does make don't me selfish, cringe bro. when I think of how old don't, he is. Don't don't be selfish. My critique You is, can't be selfish, bro. You he's can't, thirty you years can't old. Get what you want, bro. You can never get what you want. <laughs> yes, I can. No, you can't. Thri- no, thri- absolutely thri- not. I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> <laughs> there are plenty of bands who write about adult things as they grow older. I appreciate it. I like MGK. I'm just saying I kind of agree with the people who are like he's 30 and he's writing about this. You take a song like uh, none of his songs are really adult or mature, so I can't think of an example. But some of his songs sound a little more like excusable for someone our age to be singing. It's songs like like Makeup Sex. Part of the reason I hate that song is it's like, Bro, I guarantee you there's a 17-year-old who relates to this way more than I do, or you do, or anybody. Makeup sex is a very relatable thing. The concept, but the lyrics. Like, the fact that an adult man is singing about this (laughs) instead of his taxes... Who wants to hear a song about taxes, bro? Me. He's also he's also thinking about this in a monetization sort of way. Like, can I make a song that'll be popular about taxes? No, nobody's going to listen to that shit. That shit sucks. Nobody wants to hear about taxes when they're doing taxes. No, they want to hear about sex. Sex, drugs, and alcohol. I don't. I'm too old for that. You see, I I need another drink because of this. Oh, I made a mess. Well, it's because you didn't tap. You got us supposed to tap, I tap, did, tap, I did. Tap, I, t- I tapped. Tap it in. Just tap, tap, tap. it in. Tap, 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 tap. I'm not going to get a 
Whatever. Anyway. Here we go. Um. Oh, see, that's how it's done. See, look, clean, nice, no foam, no mess, no drip. You fucked up, eh, Aaron. Brett ain't dog. <laughs> Too much. I quit. <laughs> I've I have successfully retired, Brandon. This podcast was a bad idea. <laughs> I regret ever inviting you over here. Sorry. Just kidding. I'm um, sorry. I do got to take a piss, and I don't think that the headphones will reach that far, so you take over. Or we'll just, like, have some silence. Oh, it can be heard in the freaking microphone. Bathroom's that way. went a long way, all right? Oh. You literally had to open a door. Where's the damn light switch in here? This is why you should have went through the right way. I found it. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. We'll leave the door open. I hope my piss is <laughs>
dry My face is numb Fucked up and spun out in my room On my own, here we go
course, that was Brain Stew by Green Day. And Where's My Mind by Pixies. The two songs that apparently influenced the song we've been talking about for too long now. Paper Cuts by MDK. Off the new album, Mainstream Sellouts. It's not worth talking sell about. Sell out, not sell outs. He's only a single out. person selling out. So. Like Breathe Carolina sellouts. Whatever. I remember when that first that song first came out, dude. That was my jam. That song's not emo. That's like scene kid dance music. That was my jam. Anyway, um, yeah, I like the album overall, just not as much as Tickets to My Downfall. Emo girl. It's so catchy. It's so dumb. Again, it's he's 30 so and dumb. he's writing this song, but it, hey, it's a catchy song. And I feel like the controversy behind that song is it sounds too much like the Blink-182 song, Fell in Love with the Girl at a Rock Show. It doesn't sound anything like that. It's the same concept, though. Yeah, whatever. Like, all pop punk songs are the same concept. Exactly. I'm sad. That's what I don't understand about people dissing on this stuff so much. It's like they think that they know pop punk, but they don't. They don't know pop punk at all. They just think they do just because MGK is diving into the genre. And it pisses me off. It is frustrating how, like, he's easy to crap on, so people do. It's, bro, like, you can shoot the side of a barn. That doesn't mean you're a good aim. There you go. Like, that's my problem. Like, I have my issues with him and i agree with a lot of the complaints I but i love the music and again like dude stop crapping on him so much who cares let him do his thing i like the album oh I, eminem killed his career yet he's got two number one charting albums and has won rewards for said albums as, like as someone who values the pop punk scene more than the rap scene i don't think his career is dead absolutely not his career if anything is like not even reached its peak. If losing a rap battle to Eminem is all I have to do to meet Avril Lavigne. There you go. Sign me up. There you go, bro. Right now. Like, I don't know. Um, also the, the final song. I really liked that one. That's really good. It's weird to me how it switches Mm -hmm. in the middle, but it's, it's great. I love it. It's that's the thing. That's artistry, bro. Yeah, that's That's artistry. Something the bands do all the time that he's like, you know, what, I'm going to do it, too. And Mm -hmm. he does it well. I love the chorus to that song. You know that you're too good for me. Yep. I'm too bad. That like that's what I'm talking about when it's like he's 31. Uh He's about to marry Megan freaking Fox of all people. Yep. And it's literally self-reflection on like I am an immature a-hole who's making a pop punk album. And this fine specimen is about to be my wife. Like, yep. you're too good for me, and yep. I'm too bad to keep. Exactly. Like, <clears throat> it's that I like. That's some genuine, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good song. Um, what other songs stand out to me? Sid and Nancy's a really good one. Yeah, it was a, a really nice good one. Nice reference to oh, the oh, Sex 5150, Pistols, too. bro. 5150 is a good I one. I love 5150, bro. It's not my favorite, but it's a really good one. Um, I like God Save Me. That's a good song. The opening track, Born With Horns, is really good, too. Yeah, that's a pretty good one, yeah. Um, Literally, the whole album is good. It's just at certain points the in only... the album, it kind of... Here's what I find unique about MGK and his style with this new pop-punk thing. It's very repetitive, like pop-punk is, 
Um, it's very like it's so hard to branch out in pop punk. It really is. It's hard to find some diversity within that genre because it's so like you got to use these four chords all the time in every song. You got to change it up. Yeah. It, you know, it's got to be this pace. It's got to be about this. It's got to be aggressive. Um, I, I he he finds a way to keep it the narrative of pop punk. And then you're like, okay, we get it. And then all of a sudden there's a song that just switches your attention on. Like yeah. it, it, it like flips a switch when you're listening to it that makes you go, oh, okay. And then it goes back and then you're like, all right, I'm digging it. I'm digging yeah. it. And then you're losing interest because it sounds, you know, generically the same as all pop punk does. Mm-hmm. Boom. There's a flip. There's a flip switch. Oh, Do a flip. Holy crap. Here's another a? song that I wasn't expecting. All right, you got my attention again. The song A? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, A, a. or I, however you want to say with it. Freaking Lil Wayne. Two songs what? with Lil who, Wayne. Who knew Lil Wayne was still alive? Honestly. <laughs> Who's heard from him in like 10 years? Apparently MGK. <clears throat> and apparently he featured him, and it and works. Both, both of those songs are all right. I like Drug Dealer Girl. I do. Lil Wayne has a pretty decent voice for like pop punk well i mean which it reminds me of his rock album exactly from like 2009 exactly like, like old school like. like the very first rapper you ever heard of lil wayne mm-hmm. and look yeah <laughs> he's he's doing a pop punk collab with mgk bro in, 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 in 2022 yeah and even though a is more of a straight up rap song yeah. i really I like that song it sounds i don't know good. if you would it's it's, it's more, more hip. Pop song. It's more pop hip hop. Yeah, than it pop, is pop. rap. Pop hip, pop. Hip hop. Hip pop. Pop. This is the elder emo show. We like our hips pop. <laughs> 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 I just killed Zach. He almost made me spit take all over the bike, bro. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's hip hop. That hurt. <laughs> and Lil Wayne's even older. He's like probably 50 by now so his oh, hips are man. definitely popping um yeah but it, it is good the only song i skip is makeup sex because i hate that song it's not a it's a mediocre um, song at best it's mainstream sellout it could have been better maybe there will be a deluxe edition where he has like shane told or someone the same way that he did the deluxe edition with, with burt mccracken but for what I it don't, is, I don't it's see good. Shane. I don't see Shane told featuring with MGK. He though. probably hates MGK. Yeah, he probably does but, not like him. Um, maybe Pierre Bouvier or whatever his name is from uh, Brendan Uri. Let's get Brendan Uri on the album. That won't happen. <laughs> Brendan Uri is way more popular than MGK. <laughs> People don't hate Brendan Uri, but when you know you've got it, you get Gerard Way on the album. That's that, how you know you made it. He probably thinks he's too good for this too, but that would be cool. <laughs> you know what? Everybody is too good for MGK except Burt McCracken. Let's just get Burt McCracken back. back. And Ollie Sykes. Let's do all three of them in a song. Kellen Quinn. And Kellen Quinn. Why not? Let's just have like the biggest mashup of all time of people who would stoop to the level of MGK. There we go. I love it. <laughs> I love that idea. That's big but, brain right there, bro. Yeah. Absolutely. So probably not going to be my favorite album to come out this year. There are a couple of songs that will be in my favorite songs to come out this year. And I think just my thing is MGK is so important. You know, you were talking earlier about like he says he he revived rock and roll. He gave rock and roll the defibrillator. He didn't. No. I, I don't think he did. Cause I don't, he, did, he did give it a jolt. 
His yes, I'll, I will his, say his this: album is bringing more attention exactly. to pop punk, but it's still dead in the eyes of like the mainstream. Yep, like people would still rather listen to even Olivia Rodrigo, like the biggest artist in the world right now. She's got a couple of pop punk sounding songs on her album. People still don't care. They're not going to go out of their way to listen to Paramore because they heard "Good for You" on the radio. Yep, like people are just too lazy to do the research these days. Is part of the problem. They just That's take the whatever the radio out. feeds them. Yeah. And like just the general consensus, rap is still king, pop is still king, and it's probably always going to be that way for yep. the foreseeable future. But MGK doesn't care. That's what I respect about him. Exactly. He doesn't care if he gets the Billboard number one spot anymore. He's making music that he wants to make, and the people who like it like it, and the people who don't, he's writing songs about them like mainstream sellout. And guess what? <laughs> charted number one on itunes not even yeah. 24 hours later absolutely and for good reason and you know what it could be partially because of the haters but at the same time it's like he's even getting the haters yeah. to listen to him well, yeah what I does mean, that tell you a about stream him? is a stream whether you're listening to it because you like it or hate it exactly like you're still giving him a stream he's getting a percentage of a cent off of that but still he's still making money because of you and your like need to validate yourself by saying how bad he is exactly like you know i joke around i said i didn't like slipknot earlier i don't care i'm not gonna make a youtube video about how no, much absolutely i hate slipknot. not i respect slipknot i respect Corey taylor i respect mgk they have their mark in the in the industry M&M. they have I mean, their mark on the genre they have yeah. their they have their influencers you know what i mean yeah well it's the same thing like we just listened to a pixie song I'm not going to go out of my way to listen to more of their songs. I've never listened to them before this radio show. Before I brought it to your attention. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, they're good. I just, maybe someday I'll be like, man, I need to listen to Pixies. But that's what I like about that. Like, I feel like he did that to just show his respect and show where his influence actually derives from. Because Brain Stew came out in what, 95? Yep, 95. From that album? Somewhere around there, yep. You know what I mean? Like, he's been listening to this crap for a long time. Yeah, this is in his DNA. He was born in 1990. I was born in 91, so yep. he's got one year on me. He was five yep. when that song came out. And sure, he probably didn't listen to it till later in life, but he's still probably the same way that I heard Green Day through American Idiot. There he probably go. did. I was 13. He was 14. You know, Probably heard through Dookie. Or, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? But my so my biggest thing about MGK is he didn't revive rock, but he is responsible for inspiring a whole sink. The the ship ra- or a high tide raises all ships is yep. the saying, and he's getting notoriety for what he's doing, which is bringing up like uh, Suko or Swaco or however you say his name, Jaden, Lil Lotus, any of these like new like rap pop punk like crossover artists yep he's raising that tide for all of them because he has the because he has the recognition already that he worked because he has a following yeah and these are like new young people and sure olivia rodrigo probably has the disney thing behind her like i'm sure that's why people listen to her but i guarantee you good for you wouldn't be the biggest song in the world right now if it wasn't for mgk making it possible for that to be popular. Exactly. And people don't want to admit that, but I feel like it's true. It is 100% um, true. And Avril Lavigne's back. Exactly. And MGK collaborates with her. If he, She's like the biggest like pop 
slash pop punk crossover scene cred in the world. Like Skater Boy, Skater is, Boy, bro. Like, that's come an on. Emo Night song, and I heard it on the radio more than I heard it exactly, on video games. Exactly, man. And he's got her stamp of approval. That's all I need. Exactly. Well, all I need is Travis Barker, bro. And Travis Barker. I always forget about Travis Barker. He's like, like Travis Barker wouldn't be on board with MGK if he didn't agree with what he was yeah. doing and agree with what he's trying to do and Not agree to mention, with the sound he's. He's technically ripping off from like early 2000s pop punk, but Which it's Travis Barker pioneer. Exactly. Yeah. But Travis Barker is on board with it. That should tell you all you yeah. need. And that's one of a, the, one of the, the pioneers of this whole thing yeah. is on board producing, playing drums and going with it because that's where, that's where his origins lie. That's, yeah, he loves yeah. this. That's, you know, he would not be doing this if he didn't think there was a, there was a window of opportunity. If there was absolutely any shred of, you know, malice within it, mm -hmm. you know, this and is genuine. It, like he started a record label where he's signing all of these people. Avril Lavigne's album just came out on DTA records. Jaden's album is on DTA. Exactly. Travis Barker collaborated with Kenny Hoopla. There you go. He's and sure He's collaborating with like literally everybody. Cause he's on a tray. You and escape the fates albums too. But the fact that Travis Barker is, bringing these kinds of people into his own scene. And uh, for Halloween, he did the Travis Barker's House of Horrors or whatever thing. Mm -hmm. And it was a concert with um, Avril Lavigne, MGK, uh, Jaden, Ian Dior, and some other... There were a couple others that I can't remember. But he did this whole concert, which was big and live-streamed and... Lots of people were there. Celebrities were at the show. And it's all people that are on his label or that he's collaborated with. And it's like, people don't want to admit it, but that's the new pop punk scene. Like, if Warp Tour was still around right now... All of these people would be on these, Warp Tour. Yeah, all or at least a couple of... MGK for sure yep. would be playing main stage. Well, and Tour. what a lot of people don't realize is back when MGK was first trying to get up and going. He was on Warp he Tour. He was on Warp Tour. On a small stage. He was there. He he was he loading gear. Trenches. He yeah. was, he's been down to the lowest of the low that you can get. You know, packing up gear every night, traveling yeah. to a new city every night, you know, working his ass off to mm -hmm. get where he is now. And he deserves every ounce yeah. of any recognition. Taylor and Swift, anything Ed he gets. Sheeran, Olivia Rodrigo, who's a pop punk artist technically. None of them had to do nope. Warp Tour. Warp Tour is hard. If yes, it is. If you watch any documentary, that's Warped hard. Warp Tour is like brutal. Even if you're touring on a bus and you have air conditioning and people to basically it be your servants and do whatever you want. Brutal. It's brutal. It's hard. You get what? Maybe a week total off out of the whole three months that, yeah. you're, that you're doing Warp Tour? And instead of playing at like 10 o'clock at night like the headlining artist, you're playing for 30 minutes, possibly at 11 a.m. At 11 o'clock in the morning. You roll into a city and you have to get out of your bus and... You don't know until you get out of the bus that you're, you're playing at eleven o'clock. Yeah, that you have to get all your stuff up there. You've got to set up. You know, you've got to get this going. And so, like that, in and of itself, to me, earns respect. Mod, Mod Sun did Warp Tour mm -hmm. too. Um, we got to talk about Mod Sun sometime on this because I freaking love Mod Sun. He's like one of the chillest dudes. I I, I can like, agree to an his extent. Music is great. I can I, I can agree to an extent. Um, 
again, I have the problem that he's literally like 36 or 35 <laughs> and he's doing this, but his music's a little more like having been in the trenches as a drummer for like actual, like yeah, actual bands. bands. Like I feel like he has a little more, lenient. he's got street, he's got street cred, bro. Yeah. But anyway, so MGK is a pioneer to an extent. Don't, don't crucify me. I can already feel the hate. Like, don't crucify me. He's he's a pioneer to an extent. It's really Travis Barker. Travis Barker is like the guy behind the thing in The Wizard of Oz. But MGK is the one who took the first step. He, if nothing else, he walked or he crawled. However the saying goes. He crawled so that um, the future pop punk stars can run. Absolutely. Whoever that is, wherever they are. Maybe J- Jaden seems like the most gen- I, I bring him up a lot because his music's great he genuinely loves the genre yep he's one of the only tiktok artists on travis barker's label mm-hmm. and he like that kid does not care if he gets famous he nope. just wants to sing good songs exactly um yeah i just travis barker mgk avril lavigne like it's a whole mod son it's a whole like community it's a scene it's the same way that like you know you remember in 2012 when there was the picture of like Bo Boken, Vic Fuentes, Kellen Quinn, yep. and some someone, Caleb Shomo. Yep. All four of them like in the back of a trailer and it was like, oh, the most heartwarming picture in the scene. Because you had, the scene. you had Bless the Fall, you had Sleeping with Sa- you had all of them and they were all yeah. chilling together, you know? Like that's, it sucks in a way, but it's just the truth. That's MGK, Avril Lavigne, Travis Barker, Maud Son, John Feldman. If there was a picture of all of them together in the back of a bus at Warp Tour or the back of a trailer at Warp Tour, that would be this ten years later. Exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, I think this is a good spot to play a couple of songs. Yeah. 
rest in peace to two very talented and very gifted artists within the scene and the genre. Yep. We literally just got news last night of uh, Taylor Hawkins passing away. And uh, according to a New York Post article that I just saw, the authorities in Colombia said they found quite a few substances in his hotel room. So that's probably a factor in what happened to him. And then, of course, uh, Too Close to Touch, a far less uh, well-known band, but yes, one of my favorite well bands from a few years ago. The, their singer, Keaton Pierce, uh, was struggling with a medical condition and apparently just suddenly died. Um, they posted the news about that today. Today, yep. So, you know, to <laughs> to bring the mood down after talking just about a controversial a we, figure I, in the we, scene. We, we, we 100% have to pay tribute to, yeah. to very influential and very movement-oriented artists. Absolutely. Um, you know, Taylor Hawkins is... Foo Fighters in general is just so important yes. to rock music. And I would put Foo Fighters as like a an honorary emo adjacent absolutely band because the dr- drummer maybe no, some member guitar player probably from sunny day real estate a well-known 90s emo band was a member of foo fighters for a time um not to mention i mean of course dave, dave Grohl, Grohl, nirvana yeah. like nirvana is the reason we have probably any kind of scene music today absolutely um, so influential, and of course, yeah. Dave Grohl being the heart of that band. Yeah, now, I, I mean, Kurt Cobain has his influence, but like the drummer of any band is the heart yeah. of any band. Well, and Dave Grohl, like who else besides Caleb Shomo now has gone on to record an entire album by themselves? Exactly, all of the instruments. Like, yeah, and Foo Fighters is great. Like, you know, if you're a 50 year old dad. You can get if into you them. even if don't know the name Foo Fighters or don't know who they are, you've definitely heard you've Everlong. Heard Everlong, yeah. You, you know what you I mean? If you hear that riff, you're going to be like, "Yeah, I heard that like when I was in Walmart." Exactly. You know, you've heard yeah. it somewhere. It's very influential. It's very impactful. Yeah. Um, and of course, too close to touch. Not Again, as not, big. Not huge. They only had two albums and then like the three EP yeah. series that came out, which was pretty okay. They weren't, they weren't as good as the two albums that they released, but, but they were they were very prominently featured on Warp Tour. Yeah, you know, we, we a- saw them at Warp Tour. AP Magazine, yeah, they were which very, has gone downhill since, you know, yeah, all we'll, that. But we'll, we'll talk about AP in the future for sure. <laughs> uh, but anyways, but, you know, they were very influential in their own and, right, in their own in the own their own little pocket of the genre of you know, what it was too close to touch is one of those bands that the lyrics on the nose are very like wow this guy is super depressed yes like, this sucks but when you know some of the story behind some of his lyrics like you you get it you know like you uh, get we, it you we get were talking about it. earlier off off uh mike that there was a song off of their second album that was about, he had a sister, I think an adopted like two or three year old sister who just died in her sleep. And the song's about her. And on the track, there's literally audio left in of him, like trying to sing and crying because he's singing about something so like harsh and emotional. Um, the song we played nerve endings, like he flows from like the clean singing to like a scream or like a raspy voice, not 
it, maybe it's intentional, but it doesn't sound intentional. It seems like a genuine emotion. It's it's very emotional, and as a vocalist, I can tell anybody and everybody those raspy sounds, yells, screams, whatever you want to call them, those are not easy to produce, especially yeah. if you're trying to record something. It's just one of those things that you have to pull from deep down inside of you to yeah. get that out. And it's just, it's, it's one of those things that it, I was, I was telling Brandon earlier. Um, it's just up until that point, who, or have you ever heard a band pull that kind of emotion and exactly. that kind of sound out of them? So consistently throughout an album that just it's just such a sound that you just you can't do without feeling yeah it you have to feel it you have it has to come from within you you can't just go like i want to do this and again take it from somebody who is a vocalist who wanted to try and be like oh that would be cool let me try to do that no it doesn't yeah. work that way, man. You can't just you like, can't force just it. you yeah. can't just force that, man. Like that's something that happens because you feel the emotional weight. Yeah, and, and it's just it. They were they were so underrated as a band, especially yeah, early absolutely. on. And they, you know, like I feel like they could have gotten bigger, but they came up in a time when music like this kind of music was. In a dying in a, in period. A down, in a dec decline, that's the word. Um, it was in a downward spiral. You know, for me, like, obviously, Too Close to Touch means more to me personally than Foo Fighters. Agreed. Foo Fighters means more to the scene in general, so, like, I, I get that. But and I know that they mean a lot more to people who have, you know, their... That like that's where their influence comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. For but, us personally, Foo like, Fighters, like we know them, we like them. If they come on, we're gonna jam them because yeah. they're good. It's good music. It's good quality stuff. But and I've um, got I've got a few albums on my phone. You there you know. go. I don't, I don't listen to any if of it more if recent it comes stuff. on your shuffle when you're shuffling your library. Yeah. You're like hell yeah, Foo Fighters, let's go. Exactly. But it's one like, of those weird <clears> things <throat> that we were talking about earlier, where it's like, as much as we like them. We never really go out of our way to be like, let's listen to this Foo Fighters yeah. album. Yeah, it's really weird. But then too close, like you, you know, you were at one of the Warp Tour dates with me, where you guys were sitting there critiquing the sound, which was awful, by the way. Like <laughs> in hindsight, they sounded so bad. But Very bad. I like was almost to tears singing along to that song, Nerve Endings. Like this band was so much to me. It, you know. I, I talked about with with Trevor in another like segment thing I did. Um, I talked about some bands like Beartooth. I can't really listen to these days because I almost explicitly listened to it because it like validated like a really dark place I was in. Yep, mentally, too close to touch is just past that for me. Like it captures a moment in time for me that I can go back to and like, thank God that I'm not in anymore. Yeah. Like their song sympathy, you know, for, for Keaton was about his little sister, his three-year-old sister, mind you, passing away suddenly, you know, it says, don't you dare say I'm going to make it. Cause yeah. I don't believe a word you say. Like for me, I was listening to that and relating it to like being depressed and, you know, not seeing any light and people, you know, you know, 
trying to be like, oh, you know, oh, Which God has a plan for you. This I, is okay. I feel like that is one of the more underrated aspect about the emo quote unquote g- genre yeah. in which we listen to and which we've thrived for so long is because oh, yeah. you can take something like that, which is supposed to be like literal to, you know, him in that situation and, and you can take it can and relate it, yeah. Relate it to whatever you're going through at the like, time. Like Helena by My Chemical Romance. There you go. It's a, specifically about his grandmother, I think. I think passing so. Yeah. Away. You could take that, and it could be about anybody. Meet me at like, the gates. Bless the fall. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm not okay. Again, My Chemical there Romance, more of a relationship song, but I guarantee you, most kids relate to it because they're just like, I'm not okay in general. Mm-hmm. You know, like Too Close to Touch kind of had that aspect to them like nerve endings is about drug addiction really but you know i could take i don't feel anything my mind tells me that i can't get out of this Mm -hmm. that doesn't have to relate to me and like i've never done drugs in my life like i've smoked a little weed here and there but like i don't take it to that that's an engine in my parking lot by the way (laughs) that someone is leaving the premises just so you know love this love it um we're not in a studio we're in my apartment because we're that diy punk hardcore like we got cred that's how it goes anyway you know like i can take a song that he wrote not even about his addiction but like taking someone else's addiction and like verbalizing it for them and I can take that and it means something totally different for me, which I think is a huge differentiator between this kind of music and a lot of other stuff. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, as a, I feel as like a guy who plays in a church band, like there you go, who's, you, who started out playing in a post hardcore yeah, punk like, rock band. If you take a worship song and you try to like twist it to your own meaning, you're literally taking theology and twisting it, and theology is just truth. Yes. Like, emotions are so different. Like, you don't have to live in the identity of your emotions, but you can express them. And and you, you can know, relate them to whatever situation you're yeah, going through at the time. Exactly. And Too Close to Touch I, is a very good band to do that Exactly. With. And I feel like that's why... You know, we all went through that MySpace emo phase with the yeah. swoopy hair, the long, <laughs> you know, the the blacked out look. You I had know. my work hat on earlier. It, I might have swoopy hair right now. <laughs> it, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things where people say it's just a phase and it's just like, maybe to some people it could be just a phase. Yeah. But for us who are one being 30 already and one pushing 30. And having a kid. And having a kid. Married with children. That's you a know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things where it's just like, I've been listening to this shit for the past 10 plus years of my life. Mm-hmm. It's not just a phase, man. Bro. It lives on with you. It grows with you. It evolves with you. You take it with you because it is so genuine and because you relate to it so much. Yeah, dude. Bro, like, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge came out nearly 17 years ago. There you go. I listened to that when it came out. Like, it's not going anywhere for me. It's not just a phase. It's just like, it is just like your parents being like, oh, Queen used to do it back in the day. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody is great, but I wasn't alive in 1980, whatever. This is is our Queen. This is our Metallica. This is our 
Well, I would say Bon Jovi, but they're still actually very active. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly. But, you know, still, but, it is our Bon Jovi. You know like, what I mean? Like, you know, I, I didn't grow up listening to Dead or Alive. Or exactly. Dead or, whatever the song is. We, we grew Living up listening to What's My Age Again. We grew up listening to so many different. You know, I, 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 there's so many, dude. Yeah. So many. What's My Age Again? Uh, <laughs> we played it earlier. Uh, I'm just a kid. Uh yeah. Let's see what we got. Um, Miss Murder. Miss Murder. Riding on the Wall. There you Under go. Oath. Uh, Everything by Under Oath off of those two there albums. There you go. Um, Paramore, Misery Business. Misery Business. Emergency. We could go on and on. This uh, is a radio show. You're going to hear these songs. Eventually. Definitely. Eventually these songs are going to come up. But it's just one of those things that it's just... And it comes full circle to what we're talking about. MGK. Yeah. Not necessarily reviving the genre, but bringing a spark back that was Doing, lost. Keeping it alive. Exactly. To any extent. Like, and I think... The, what, fl- the it's, it's, a, it's a smoldering flame. It's going yeah. out. But MGK is here to be like, here's the flint. MGK is like raging fire. Raging fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't trying to bring that reference <laughs> in, but I love how you did. Um... But yeah, as you were. You know what I mean? But like, it's just, it, it comes full circle because MGK is doing the same exact thing with this genre. It's just bringing yeah. a spark back to it. It's bringing a flame back to keep it going. Yeah. To keep it well, alive. It, what, what I For the newest generation who didn't grow up with Blink-182. Yeah. Simple plan. Well, now now they're going to go back and listen to that. Exactly, because, because like, it's it's influential. And they're, they're like... Can you imagine like a 16, 17-year-old hearing... Willow or anyone who featured Avril Lavigne and they're going to go back and hear like Skater Skater Boy Boy or Complicated. Yep. And that was in 2004. Exactly. And related songs are going to be like Blink-182. Like people are going to get it the same way that I got into this stuff through MySpace. They're going to get into this through Spotify. Exactly. TikTok. And I think... So the thing that makes us TikTok so especially, I will say this: I was, I still have not downloaded the app. I have it. I want to just download to watch it. A couple of funny. Well, channels, and I but, mean yeah. just that, but like the the way that they they made it to where you can feature like songs and certain things, yeah. without being like copyrighted. Well, at, so many songs are getting popular again because because of in TikTok, TikTok videos exactly. Viral. Lorna it's, Shore, like a TikTok is essentially is this generation's this. MySpace. Yeah, is what it I've really is. gone to because MySpace used to be where all the bands like. Where else did you hear that about Bless the Falls new album? Yeah, when exactly. it was coming out, when they switched from Craig Owens, mm-hmm. they're Craig Owens, <laughs> Craig Craig Mabbitt to Bo Boken, you know Johnny um, Craig, <laughs> bunch of Craigs there were too back many in the day. Craig's in two thousand seven, <laughs> but you know what I mean because that's Craig where we Rochelle, that's, that's, a that's where we heard about you know the new Bless yeah. the Fall album coming out. Um, that's where we heard about so many of these bands, mm-hmm. you know, and now it's TikTok. It's from TikTok. <laughs> yeah. And I think, so what I would add to that is what makes us different from people, maybe even in the 90s, but specifically like talking about Bon Jovi and bands like that in the 80s, a lot of those people were able to let that go just as like, okay, you know, I was out partying and listening to this. Exactly. For us, like in me specifically, I never partied as a teenager. I was a youth group kid. There you go. Like... A lot of kids, and I feel like whether you were like high, drunk, having sex, or at church listening to the bands we're talking about. Raising my hand here. <laughs> Peter three. All five. 
Like what, whatever you were doing when you were listening to these songs, they mean something different to us than Bon Jovi meant to the generation before, or maybe even that Nirvana, well, Nirvana maybe was the start of this in my opinion, but this music almost more so gives people a place to belong than it did in previous generations. Agreed. You know, everybody grows up, puts on a suit and tie, enters the workplace. I think kids who listen to Nirvana were probably the first generation to grow up, put on a suit and tie, enter the workplace, and instead of listening to, like, whatever pop music was on the radio, was like, okay, I still like Smells Like Teen Spirit. I you know? still like Pearl Jam. And because it I still doesn't, like it's Mineral. Not just, I still like all these, you know, bands from that age. You know, age. it's not just like a... A phase, like you said, it's, it's not, not just phase. like oh, like you know Nirvana. It's a way of like, life. They it's a lifestyle. It's years. a group. It it makes you feel something that no one had the balls to say before or express before. Music, and, you know, because I like I like a lot of you know more mainstream music. I agree. Country music does not relate to me in any emotional state. Well, I like the way some of it, especially sounds. country music at this. Yeah. day and age because country music right now is just glorified pop yeah well and even like pop music ed sheeran i love it sheeran. ed sheeran's great i don't listen to ed sheeran and think as a 30 year old this is my scene these are my people but i still i can go back to how i felt the first time i heard my chemical romance or thrice or seos and any of my favorite bands and it's like sure i've way outgrown those immature emotions but it still got me here. Exactly. Like it got literally got me here. Exactly. Like, I didn't know who I was until I heard some of these songs. And we've taken it with us throughout our entire life. Exactly. And MGK is just us just, you know, instead of being a responsible adult making songs. <laughs> <laughs> and good for him. He's got a lot of money. He can do whatever he wants. He's exactly. dead. He's going to marry Megan Fox. MGK can do whatever he wants. I don't care. Like, he makes good music. Some of his songs aren't great. His rap's not great, in my opinion. But he he's keeping it alive. And, again, I wish he was singing about death, taxes, and marriage, and having kids and stuff. But it's still music that I want to listen to. I can put it on when I'm driving from call to call at work. Agreed. And it's entertaining at the least. Definitely. Um, I'm going to do something here to send us off into the next transition. What I'm going to do is because I, I know, do you agree with me? We play the outro song from mainstream sellout. Absolutely. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play a song from bloom right before that. Just to kind of give you that sense that this is in his DNA. This is who he's always been. Bloom is probably my favorite album from MGK. 100%. I'm being forced to play pre-Tickets to My Downfall MGK. Yes, you are. Know. Yes, you are. It took three beers to get here. <laughs> Only three. So that's a good that's a good starting and point. And some coffee. Maybe we can get him to one, maybe half a beer before he decides to go here. We'll see. We'll get there. Never. So we're going we're gonna to send this off with 27 off of the album Bloom. And then we're going to go from that into the outro track from Mainstream Sellouts. Yes. 
hope you have had the time of your life listening to us rant and rant and be and elder emo people. This is the Elder Emo Show. Elder Emo Show. Inspiration 27.
song Cause if one day I'm no longer here in the physical Then at least I give you my voice to listen to What is a beautiful life without a beautiful death? What is a beautiful mind? How is our beauty defined? Is it for you to decide? Is it my duty to die? No matter how, remember, just let me be remembered Kells Yeah, forever young though Ha <laughs> Always be those crazy kids running wide-eyed down the boulevard. <laughs> 27. Bloom. Six days since the last time I saw your face And you asked my sign, I told you mine I questioned why, and you said everything's aligned On the first day, you told me I was your twin flame From a past life, and tonight The moon is full, so take me anywhere outside I cannot kiss you yet, your magic So I'll just stare at you instead I get insecure and panic Cause I know you're too pure for this You're too good for me I'm too bad to keep I'm too sad, lonely I want you only I got six ways to say that I fell in love with you at first sight I wish that I could frame the way you look at me with those eyes Freeze time, baby, rewind, maybe ask you earlier, be mine See, I didn't understand deja vu till I met you You're too good for me, I'm too bad to keep I'm too sad, lonely I want you only You're too good for me I'm too bad to keep I'm too sad, lonely I want you only Somewhere. You can just leave. Oh.